When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, this is a fitting start to a fitting, unbelievable <laughs> experience that was the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. The first road win in the history of Dan Campbell, a game the Bears were leading 24-10 and lost 31-30 on an extra point missed by Cairo Santos in a defense that couldn't stop anybody. Uh, I've got 17 different opens I could do for this show, but welcome into our CHGO Bears postgame presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. All emotions are allowed today. Yes, the refs sucked. Yes, the defense gave up too much in the fourth quarter, too much all day. Yes, Justin Fields made us all jump out of our seats again. And yes, by the way, if, you're, if you are looking towards the future and draft position and tanking, this might be the greatest loss in the history of the Bears. I mean, you, you really had to dig deep to lose this one. Uh, this, the other side of it is, at some point, this team needs to learn how to win football games, not to lose them in incredible, pathetic amazing, bewildering, how the hell did that happen, happen moment in time. So that's, I mean, I got a lot running through me today. Greg Braggs, Nicholas Moriano, Mark Carmen, Will DeWitt's out at Soldier Field. And me being uh, stupid and screwing up the open and so showing my face. That was pretty uh, awful. And, and Lawrence wanted to, just wanted to say hi to everybody. Uh, <laughs> Braggs, you, uh, you got up at two minutes to go. This is a great – they left too much time for Justin Fields. You know, yet another chance for the Bears to win a football game. Yep. And now, one-score games, Justin Fields, who we all believe in. This is not to – they're all in it together. One-score games, one and eight. Tanks a lot, refs. I don't, I'm going full meatball because, yes, they could have won it on the final drive. Justin Fields showed a lot of heart on that final play evading two tacklers and trying to find somebody downfield eventually takes a sack to lose. But at the same time, I'm sorry. I can't ignore the amount of bad calls that change the entire complexion of this game. The first drive of the game, Braxton Jones on a BS hold changes. They have to settle for a field goal instead of a touchdown. Jack Sanborn gets an interception, a vital moment in the game. They call it illegal hands to the face on Jalen Johnson. So many other bad calls. The uh, the personal foul on Kyler Gordon as he's trying to knock the ball out on the sidelines. Again and again and again and again. And you want to say, okay, one and eight at the end of games. Fine. I agree. They need to learn to close out games. In the Patriots game, they close that game out just fine because the refs couldn't get their hands on it. But this game, the refs had their hands on this one. I don't like it. Yes, the Bears have accountability and we'll get to that today. But I'm starting with the refs because it was the same thing last week against the Dolphins, a bad pass interference call on Eddie Jackson. Then they turn around and don't call pass interference on Chase Claypool. The Bears could have won that game. The Washington Commanders game. 
They call. They don't call pass interference on Dante Pettis in the end zone. Should have been called, or else Justin Fields wins that game. The Minnesota Vikings game. The Justin Fields runs for a 50-yard touchdown. They call an illegal block in the back on Amir Smith-Marset. So time and again in these pivotal fourth-quarter losses, it isn't just the Bears doing their part to lose the game. The refs are also having their hands on it, and I'm not going to let them off the hook today because it pisses me off. Nick, where are you at? Well, we talked about it in in the pre-show, right, Mark, where I said the Bears need to learn how to win. They learned how to lose today, and I know that the refs played a part in this, but even after Cairo Santos missed the extra point, right, they're down. They still go three and out in the next drive offensively, yep. so they have opportunities Look, to, to, to at least put up and get this game in a realm where they can be possible winners of this, but I talked yeah. about it. They need to learn how to win. They, didn't, they couldn't do that against a two-win Detroit Lions win, uh, team, and now they get their third victory of the season, and – the Bears are alone at the bottom of the NFC North. Yeah, three and seven as Detroit now is, uh, yeah, three and six. Uh, so, okay, great. We're behind the Lions. This is, look, to your point, a lot of calls this year today have, have gone today against Today especially. The, today, is, today was bad. J- Jalen Johnson's hand to the face, that looked to me like a hand to the shoulder and it looked like a clean little jam at the line. It was just a, a, a real, real ticky-tack. Cole Komet was blatantly interfering on bears don't get the call but look look fields through a horrendous interception horrendous i mean and uh cairo santos has been great uh but you know missing an extra point in the fourth quarter is 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 just it's it's just enormously painful plus the fact that there are just uh, you know at, at you you have to there's some level for the offense to hit when you just have to have it that they have not gotten to yet. It, it's too much handoff up the middle, handoff up the middle, third and six, Justin, go give us a miracle. That, that, and he's been unbelievable, and he's pulled off a zillion miracles and has run to the end zone after the pick and staring at his other Buckeye, Jeff Kuda. That, that was sweet. But uh, there, there's also there's a solidity, I guess, that I'm looking for down the stretch that they don't quite have right now where he can just step back in the pocket, throw, you know, complete a pass for a first down, move the ball down the field, and the, end the football game. Well, to me, you know, and I get winning teams run the ball to win the game, but to me, the conservative play calling after Justin Fields runs for 67 yards on the very next series, they have a chance to seal the game, as you mentioned. They go run, run, pass, mm-hmm. like that's, that's, the old school Bears. And the bigger issue I have isn't the run, run, pass. Fine, you want to run it on the first two downs, end the game with Khalil Herbert. I'm not going to fight you on that. What I didn't like was the third down passing call on the si- the second to last drive. They they cut off the whole field. They did a one field, yep. side of the field throw trying to set up Mooney. And they did this in the Washington game, too, to try to win Mm -hmm. it. In a pivotal moment, they cut off one half of the field and just try to give them a one-read throw. And I just don't like that. For the dynamic that Justin Fields shows when he drops back in the pocket is his ability to get out and do something if something isn't there, which a lot of times there isn't something there, and that's why he's running. So to give him a one-read throw where he's moving to his right and then it's gone, then he takes the sack, and now you're punting. Just let him drop back in the pocket like he did the entire game, and he'll either find someone or take off and run. 
I didn't I'm like with, that play I, at all. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. There was there was different moments today where you're scratching your head at the play calling. There's also some moments where you're absolutely loving the play calling. There's Cole Komet running free. And it's just so annoying that we don't get to celebrate what should have been like. We're sitting there 24-10. Like, I was sitting there at that moment at the start the of the fourth quarter. Over. Like, oh, finally. This nice. is what we were looking for. An, uh, a comfortable win versus the Lions. This is what we were hoping to do. And what changed the momentum? Because I know I went full meatball to start this game. We can blame it all on the defense is terrible. They're going to be terrible the rest of the year. Justin Fields made a terrible throw. But what changed the momentum was Jack Sanborn had a game-sealing interception. It was before that. It was even before that. They, they, this, the four, when I go back and watch this game, from the 15-minute mark, the start of the fourth quarter, to about the 11-minute mark, the games, we were on a pace to be doing a post-game show at 2.30. <laughs> yeah. And in that four-minute span... All the Bears did was pick up penalties and just odd, terrible, the Kyler Gordon moment happened in that thing, which it was, you, the, the Lions wanted to get off the field and they wanted to go home and they wanted to be two and seven. That's what they wanted to do at that point. And we literally just could not handle success at that point and created opportunities for Detroit to get back in it and I mean, it's a blur as to when the Akuda interception happened, but I guess it was right after that because they, they went out and right. scored. Mm-hmm. Then then we're, then Fields feels like he has to make a play. He's under duress. He's looking for Komet. It's a, it's a horrible throw, and all of a sudden we're tied at 24. The entire Lions sidelines going nuts, and, you, and now we're in a, 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 oh, my God. Okay, fine. Let's go see if they can go down and win the football game. Fields takes off. Incredible run, and then here comes Cairo Santos. And then you still had opportunities to get off the field after that. And 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 you lose to the the Lions just in nauseating fashion, letting go ninety one yards for the game winner. Yeah, no, Greg. So when that interception that didn't happen, that didn't count for Jack Sanborn, yeah. Man. obviously refresh my San- memory San- yeah. because San- my head is spinning. Sanborn was great, by the way. Great. Oh, we'll he get was to, all over. The we'll field. do we'll do blame game in a second. He will not be on it. <laughs> he will not be on it. But yes, it, then what? Two plays later. It was DeAndre Swift going untouched into Correct. the end zone. Because it was 24 to 10 at that point. 24 to 10. And then, obviously, after the touchdown, two plays after that, pick the six. pick six. Right. So then this game is now Sam- a 24 to you know, 10 and game. And if you go tie. back and look at the illegal hands of the face on Jalen Johnson, I get he had a terrible day today. He was getting burned left and right. But that call was bullshit. I'm sorry. And it turned the entire complexion of the game. The entire complexion of the game. Yeah, and I mean, and then the Bears, like Mark, you said, the Bears didn't know how to handle uh, success at that point, right? They kind of did everything in their power to either have some kind of penalty. And, like, nine penalties, 89 yards, you guys, for a team that has been coached throughout the – starting right when Iberflus got here, you have to be smart. There's, yeah. there's some penalties in there, the holding penalties, where – you're just seeing the constant issues occur again and again. Let's go to the – let's do the blame game. There we go. Blaming oh, up yeah. the game. We're going to blame just a blank screen. Okay, cool. Oh, there it is. All right. <laughs> are we blaming? Is, are yeah, we st- let's blame. We're in, the, we're in the blame game? All right. Who wants to go first, if not me? Go ahead, Braggs. You look on like you uh, I'm just going to blame seat. the refs. I've already went off on it. I'm not coming off this stance. They were terrible all day long. They got a couple calls right. Yeah, the Cole Komet face mask. The right call. There was a hold at one point. That was the right call. But the rest of there was ticky tack holds all over the place. One that costed an early red zone, you know, drive on the first mm-hmm. drive of the game against Braxton Jones. Braxton is laughing. Kyler Gordon personal foul, crap call. The Jack Sanborn play, the pivotal moment in the game, 
and they and they get it wrong. And Jack Sanborn deserved better. He had a great game. It was it was Roquan who at that point. It, it and, was it was and and to your whole refs tirade, you can throw in. The Bears were getting held a lot. I've a seen lot. A, a, yeah, that's on true. the DeAndre yeah. Swift touchdown, uh, Brandon Segrew. Brandon Segrew. He put out a, a – the, they're holding on the on the DeAndre Swift touchdown to tie the game. They don't call it, but for the Bears, they call it. So, you know, I get the Bears, you know, have a lot of work to do. They're not perfect by any means. But when the refs aren't, you know, doing their I mean, end of the bargain, it makes it – Ten times harder for the Bears to ever win a game. Maybe I, we should thank them when draft day comes along. But tonight, today, it pisses me off. This this uh, super chat from Hashling and Slasher is amazing. How much of next year's cap is going to pay refs to call accurate games? Well, they got yeah. hundred million. So, well, it's, it, listen, I, I get it, but I also look. The, the the Bears did this to themselves. They they this this was you. They they can all look in the mirror and and in different ways in which they could have just been tighter and not put themselves in the in the in the position that they did to have nine penalties called for 86 yards. Braxton Jones had a had a rough day out there. Jalen I'll go for my blame game. Jalen Johnson should not have been on the field. Kudos to Jalen for trying to fight through an oblique injury, but he was on the sidelines. He's getting worked on. He's not himself. You have a long season still to play. You you are this is not a Super Bowl game, period. Like, if you're going to allow yourself to get back into the season, then you need him healthy at that point. Now we're 3-7, and seven and it feels like the Bears are better off losing football games at this point, unfortunately. But that is a coaching staff decision. That is a training staff decision. He just should not have been out there. Jalen Johnson cost the Bears huge today. Uh, just to, to, you know, to add on to this, I, you know, I'm going to go to Cairo Santos miss extra point, you guys. That came after... The 67-yard run by Justin Fields. And obviously this game, who knows how this game is. In overtime. We could be in overtime. Exactly. And that's a guy that's been consistent all year. Hasn't missed a field goal. He did have the kick out of bounds, too. That didn't lead to any points. Detroit ended up punting on that drive where he kicked out of bounds. But that's after coming off a huge emotional swing with the 67-yard touchdown. And then he missed the extra point. And then I think, you know, you see what Detroit does after that. They they actually just, they punt it itself. But... That extra point obviously cost the Bears the game in terms of what the end the ended score was thirty one thirty. Yep. So maybe the Bears are still actually maybe we're still watching them right now. But um, just to add on to a lot of the different things we can point out, whether it was the refs, the penalties, um, you know, Jalen Johnson having the not having the performance he should be capable of having, even though he's dealing with injuries. You can add Cairo Santos and, and the missed extra point to that too as well. Jack Sanborn in the Bears locker room is telling people or would respond. To, I guess it was not meant to be today. I mean, in the history of a guy that should be celebrating playing great, announcing himself that the Bears might actually have a linebacker to keep who is undrafted out of Wisconsin, out of Lake Zurich, who Bears fans, I mean, there's going to be a lot of Sanborn jerseys. By the way, it's S-A-N-B-O-R-N, <laughs> Sanborn. There's no D or Jason Bourne. He, the, dude was, the dude was fantastic today. Now, on the other side of it, blame game. Do you know who led the Bears at receptions today? Was it Darnell Mooney? Cole? Nope. Was it Cole it Komet? Was it was Cole, Cole Komet. Komet. It was Cole Komet with, well, they, him, him and Mooney both had four catches, but Komet had 74 yards and two touchdowns. So What do I win? Uh, you, you, you win, you win, you win, you win my love, Lawrence. <laughs> but my point is this. Byron Pringle, one catch. Pettis, one catch. Chase Claypool, one catch. And Montgomery had a catch. 
we, we the, the Bears, the, the wide receivers, you just gave up a second-round pick to jet, to, for Chase Claypool. He was targeted two times today. It can't look like that. It cannot. You, we, there's got to be more going, going on between Justin Fields and in the receiving crew today. And, I, you know, Nikhil Harry wasn't active. Bayless Jones wasn't active. If we're going to throw – if you're going to throw once to Pettis, to, twice to Claypool, uh, and two times to Byron Pringle – I'd rather see somebody else out there. I, I don't know. I, this, this is – there's something incongruous here as we're trying to build a better football team. I'm confused. It looked like Chase Claypool was less involved in this game plan than he was in his first game when right. he was only with the Bears for four days. Yes. And so yes. And after a week's worth of practice, it, again, he wasn't as involved in this game plan, which is mind-boggling to me because it sounded like he was picking up the playbook. They were excited where his development was going in terms of knowing – his assignments in, in Luke Getz's scheme, but you didn't see him out there all too often or he being utilized or being targeted, which, again, it's weird because he was utilized pretty heavily in it, terms it, of what it, he was doing in, in four days he's been with the Bears. Yeah, I, it, Well, it, it's kind of death by Justin Fields' uniqueness because in the first half, they didn't have the ball that much. They only had three series. And mm-hmm. then in the second half, you know, the first series, they got it going. They were passing the ball. They were doing different things. And then Fields to commit for a touchdown. That was more of their one of their more complete drives. Mm-hmm. But then the second series, Justin Fields on the third play or second. Yeah, it's two nice runs by Khalil Herbert. And then it's a touchdown, 60 yards to Cole Komet. And, you know, so they just didn't have it that much because then they punted on the next series. Cole Komet on the back shoulder. On the third series of the second half, mm-hmm. you know, it probably sh- Cole Komet should have co- came down with that. And it's just chaos because then Fields has a 67-yard touchdown. And so there's just, you know, it's it's partly because Justin Fields is, you know, get, taking over on certain drives and eliminating those opportunities for Darnell Mooney. But then, yeah, I agree with you, Carm, to w- the way you said at the start, it. Yes, they have to get better to close games, not just by the run, but have to complete that crucial third down pass, you know, and I didn't like the play call, but at the same time, you saw in the Chase Claypool back shoulder that they tried to throw at the end of the game. They're just not on the same page yet. He just got That was here. a bad throw. That, that ball was underthrown. It, it, same well, page I mean, or whatever you want to call it. going for a back shoulder, so I, I, I don't know if I want to frame it as underthrown. He's going for a back shoulder there. Now, That's, is it a bad ball? I don't know if it's underthrown though. It, it's uh, okay, okay. You know it's saying? it's possible that it could be a communication thing. That that's fair. Uh, you know what also sucks, by the way. I, I I like to just blame the world right now that we <laughs> that we the, the the football god, so to speak, the football refs. If I'm going to jump on Bragg's bandwagon or just the Bears' overall execution, uh, the fact that we can't sit here and just talk about Justin Fields running into the end zone and concussing Deshaun Elliott to make it 10-10 and just to walk oh around, don't God. worry about it, I got this. That was such a baller moment in time, and it's what? how deep are we into the show? 27 minutes in, whatever it is, and, and, we, like and we finally mentioned good it. Good Fields guide. Yeah, um, okay, let's do it. Let's before do it. we start talking about every Fields moment. We, 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 <laughs> let's move off the blame game into... Our Justin Fields guy brought to you by Green Ridge Farm. Thank you, by the way, to Green Ridge Farm for the support on the tailgate yes. today. Green Ridge Farm, you are straight awesome. It was uh, everybody ate well who came out to Roosevelt in Michigan. Awesome to see so many people out there. 
16 grams of protein per meat stick. Uh, hey, if you have not tried them yet, you are just seriously, you're, you don't know what you're missing. missing. You are missing out. Uh, GreenRidgeFarm.com, and you can find them in your grocery store and Costco in the refrigerated section. I'm telling you, you see the Green Ridge Farm, buy it just like anybody would like to buy Justin Fields right now. 12 of 20, 167 yards. The two touchdown passes to Cole Komet. The interception was painful. He was sacked three times for 17 yards. Should have been 100 times. He was running for his life, but uh, and some late ones was just painful to uh, see him go down on third down. Like, or was it third or fourth down that he got sacked? It was fourth down, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the last play. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, that's where all that yardage, it was, you know, he was not a sack for a big uh, But listen, he, I thought overall he stood in the pocket longer. He had, you saw him surveying the field, going through his progressions, waiting, biding time, finding a wide open Cole Kibet was the highlight. Uh, but there were also some great throws to Mooney. This, the run was there yeah. again. I mean, look at the photo there. I took the photo of Deshaun Elliott getting his brains scrambled there by Fields. That, I mean, how, how many, seriously, how many times in the history of the NFL has a quarterback concussed a defensive player? I, I, I can, does anybody remember somebody doing that from the quarterback position? Because I don't. I bet Dante Culpepper did it. Probably. Yeah, Maybe Cam. A He's a freak. Candidate. He's a freak. I mean, yeah, to me. The interception is bad. You know, I'm going to highlight it as a learning experience because, you know, I want to be positive about Justin Fields. Was it a terrible throw? Yes. But everything else this guy does is unbelievable. Like you mentioned, to lay out a guy, he was dead to rights in the backfield, made a guy miss. Nobody was open on that third and one or whatever it was and, and before the end of the first half. And, you know, to truck his way into the end zone just – continues to show examples of his toughness and then you know just dynamic absolutely dynamic in the second half you know rollouts when he has time to throw he makes good reads makes good throws sometimes the offensive line doesn't hold up for him and then he takes off on his own you know I can't blame him for that and then yes he throws the interception a terrible terrible moment but he bounces back on the very next series and runs for 67 yards for a touchdown. You know, to me, the sky is the limit for this quarterback. There's a long process still to go. Has he arrived as one of the top players in the league? No. He could be one of the top players in the league with his special athleticism and talent you, that he possesses. So I am going to continue to be excited about him. You and everybody else. No yeah. no one no one's walking out of this game thinking that Fields did not take another step towards being the Justin Fields that we all want well, to be. Well, you know, I think it's the bad pick and then it's also you know, they're going to continue to look at the passing numbers. When you lose games like this and you that's lose true. them at the end yeah. like they do, people are going to continue to point to, yeah, that's nice. He can run all over the place, but when it, you got to win games with your arm in the NFL like you see with Josh Allen or all Patrick Mahomes or the great quarterbacks. Those days will come. You know, he has to get continuity with Chase Claypool. He has to look at Cole Komet, how he's emerged. Five touchdowns in the last three Th games. That connection get has him, that stepped right. up. For so sure. now get him an offensive line. Tevin Jenkins was out today, which was yep. a huge he's their best offensive lineman. He's out. So, you know, it's it's a work in progress, but we have our quarterback. Don't question it. Just enjoy <laughs> the ride. He will get his passing numbers. He will win games with his arm in due time. And Greg, I think we saw 
we saw throws even in this loss here where you did see the progression from Justin Fields. Absolutely. I just remember the one where his his first read is over to the right. He moves over to the, to the left side of the field in the middle. Then Darnell Mooney's there. It's his last read. And he's not – he's letting the, the offensive line give him time. He's not looking to run. He's looking to pass. Right. A lot of the runs that he does have, he's looking to pass downfield. Yep. And then he, he makes the, the, the quick adjustment where he needs to either run to go get a first down or that 67-yarder. But there was one play in there where you're like, that's the evolution of a passer. Right there in Justin Fields, able to go through his reads, find Darnell Mooney for the first down, and make the throw, and obviously Mooney with the catch. So we're seeing that in spurts here, but – I think even in losses, those numbers get highlighted a little bit more to where you want to see Fields obviously being as effective with his arm that he is already with his legs. I'm seeing a bunch of the chats coming in here. People want to people, – thank you. Uh, so, all right, let here and, – and maybe we can sum up what everyone's saying with some of our super chats. Ryan Burden – oh, here we go. We got the, we got the Duke 811 coming in. With the 99-99, once again, the Duke, you are, you are the man. Uh, listen, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy whose second cousin twice removed from Poles' wife, so I got the inside scoop. Poles called down and said, Lose, lost this game so we can move up in the draft door. Justin Fields forever. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this, the Duke. I'll say this. There was, with some of the calls that were being made by the officials. I'm like, are you all on the take here? Like trying to get, are you guys just trying to get the bears a, a higher draft position? Cause it, 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 it was, there were some head scratching moments there for sure. And I also was thinking the Duke eight one, one that what is Paul's doing right now? As this thing is going down, is he, is he secretly somewhere inside himself smiling? Like, Oh sweet. My quarterback is awesome. Oh sweet. Uh, or, 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 oh, I'm going to have a conversation with Matt Eberflus and or Luke Getze on some of the conservative play calling down the stretch that I see people like Simon calling out in the chat. I, I, I'm wondering, overall, is he actually thinking, well, that sucked, but hey, as far as the grand scheme of things goes, I am so incredibly lucky that we have lost a game against Washington we should have won. We lost a game against the Dolphins, the, the, the Dolphins that we could have won. We lost a game against the Lions that we absolutely should <laughs> never lose. We lost a game against the Giants that we had my third-round pick. That sucks, but we're dropping punts to take us out here. Vikings, I mean, the, we had a fourth-quarter lead. I mean, we have, yeah. right, we have lost. The Bears have been in every single game. I'll even throw the Cowboy game in there as far as, you know. For a moment. For a moment. moment. They, they, <laughs> they've been in every game, and they've lost games in incredible ways, and it is going to set themselves – they'll be set up in the draft to draft higher than where they should have been, wherever it, wherever it falls to because of some unfortunateness and some just immaturity not really knowing how to win yet. I don't, I don't know. It's, all the, it's, I don't, it's the silver, I say it. it's the silver lining. You know, you know, I know people, the taboo word, moral victory, but you know, at the end of the day, it is a win win. If I'm Ryan Poles and I'm sitting up there and I'm watching the way the game's unfolding at the end, if they win great, that's great for their development. Justin Fields wins the game at the end, huge for his development, but we have seen enough. I mean, they put a stat up five games, most rushing yards by a quarterback ever in the Super Bowl era in a five-game span. So, obviously, he's so dynamic. You know he's great. Poles knows he's great. So, 
They lose the game. Yes, the Bears need a lot of help. They need a lot of help on defense. They have no pass rush. They have no linebackers. Jack Sanborn, admirable effort today. They need to upgrade the linebacking core. They need offensive line upgrade, maybe in four spots on the offensive line. So he's not, I'm trust me, he's not losing sleep that his draft status or his draft, you know, value isn't taking a hit today. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not gonna be happy about how they lost this game, and I'm sure Ryan Poles isn't either. But you'll take what you can get. You know, it was a, I'm, I'm pissed off they lost, but I'm sure come draft day, everyone in the chat that's saying losing never helps will not be complaining when we get a great player in the top ten pick. Mark, it looks like you want to say something. No, you're I like, just you're out of the seat a little I, bit. I'm, you're I'm, ready. I'm just uh, listen. You, at, at some point, you do – look, the NFC is wide open, and the, if things had fallen different this year, if it had been a miracle year, right? And, they and, won and, every game and they, they should have. Yeah, and they won every game that they – or half the games that they could have, should have, however you want to name it. If that had happened, they'd be in the thick of the playoff race, and there would be a legitimate amount – of significant growth that would be going on being in that position. Right, because the, these games wouldn't just be they, they development would, moments, but they would be, they would be you know, crucial games to win. Right, they would be under game pressure to learn and grow at, make a spot. ahead of where they were supposed to be. Now, they might be slightly ahead of where they're supposed to be as far as where the quarterback was to start the season versus where they've gotten to with that part of it, but you're also getting to a point where you're going to be playing out the string and, and, and that's not, or at best playing spoiler, but even when you look at the schedule, like it's, it's just, so there, there, there is going to be a missed growthful opportunity because, the, because the season, the games are not going to mean anything when we get late into December. Had they won all those games though, Mark, that'd be great. They'd be what? Seven and three. And we'd be going crazy talking about the playoffs, yeah. but they'd still have a defense that can't yeah. stop anybody. Right. And so right. they wouldn't be winning right. any Super Bowls. That's fine. They'd be getting big game experience, potential first round playoff exit experience, but they wouldn't be yeah, getting a top 10 draft pick that could change the the complexion yeah. of the franchise yeah, that, that, in the immediate future. That, that that's fine. Win win. If, if they end up getting their Jamar Chase with the fifth overall pick, True. and and the Bears make a run to the Super Bowl like the Bengals did, that would be the win of all wins. But it's still, you can't. It, I don't think Bears fans can walk around right now and feel like this is great. This is perfect. We're gonna get a great. We're, we're we've miraculously, considering how tight these games have been, just fallen into a sweet tank. So we're gonna we're gonna be picking. Uh, you know, I don't know, five spots better than where we should have ended up. You know, in these losses, you guys, I wonder, obviously, like, you know, carrying over into next season, Justin Fields is your guy, your quarterback. 100%. But how many other players on this collective team are you saying that about? Like, we're seeing, like, the so wide let, receivers. Let's that, do it. Let's do it. Who, who's, who, who, do you, who do you think is here? Go ahead, Nick. Who do you think? We, I mean, you, let's go wide receiver position there. I think that you have Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney. Yes. Outside of that. And Valus is probably, I mean, None just of because of a, a third round pick, but uh, like that's not a, a that's not a, a lot of guys that you're taking back. Running back, we'll see what they do with David. You'll probably bring Khalil Herbert. You have Tristan Emery also as a pick. Offensive line, we just talked about it. Like there could be four new people there. 
You know, you never know. Tevin Jenkins is your best offensive lineman. And then outside of that, there's there could be a lot of fluctuation there. My my why I bring this up is because going into next season, you still want to see some of the other guys show up other than just fields. Defensively, you want to see your picks, Kyler Gordon and Brisker, make plays because they're going to be a part of the winning solution if the Bears do turn this around with all the draft capital, all the the, the capital in terms of money that they're going to have. So it, then losing it just highlights how much the Bears don't have right now. I, I would say along those lines that we can do our king of the game right now, maybe I'm – just too much in the moment right now, but no, it looks it looks to me like the Bears have actually found a player in Jack Sanborn who we're making the king of the game. Led the team in, t- in tackles with 12. Nine of them were solo. He had two tackles for loss, hitting the quarterback multiple times. He had an interception that should have been. He looks... Game-winning interception. G- yes, game-winning. Thank you. Game-winning interception. He looks Gross. more than the part. He looks, he looks comfortable. He, he, looks, he looks comfortable. At the very least, he's Nick Kwiatkowski. <laughs> okay. At the very least. Or Hunter Hillam. He's bigger than Nick. <laughs> he's he's bigger than Nick. He he his when Jack Sambor gets a hold of you, it is violent. His crack on golf would Goff, I mean he, he this is uh this yeah. is a guy who can actually apply some significant force. I've seen people in the chat compare it like that he's playing better than Roquan. I'm not going there because there is a significant difference between Roquan Smith and Jack Sanborn. But the fact of the matter is, is that he has gotten an opportunity. He's walked through that door. He's taken it, and he looks like he belongs. That's a huge development. It is because you needed somebody to step up at that linebacker position, and the Bears had some guys that were unproven. And Jack Sanborn, each and every game that he's playing, he just looks to be in the right position. There was a couple plays where there was a pass thrown over the middle of the field, and you see the closing speed from Jack Sanborn able to, on some of these wide receivers. So the more playing time, and that's, that's what's so great about this season too, is that a lot of these young guys will play, obviously, in, in the rest of these eight games that are remaining and get valuable playing time going to next season. Jack Sanborn is definitely one of them. Well, and what did Adam Hogue always say about Jack Sanborn when we were ta- joking about him in the preseason? That he's a Wisconsin grad. That he's a Wisconsin grad, <laughs> and he's always around the football. Mm-hmm. And he showed that today. So we talked, to, you know, you, Nick, you talked about the players you thought would be here next year on the offense, but on defense, the entire secondary is going to be there. You know, Jalen Johnson, Vildor, you know, probably, I'd assume. I mean, he's yeah. still on his rookie contract. You know, uh, Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, Vildor, Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker, the whole that whole secondary, secondary. is going to be there. Jack Sanborn, Morrow will probably be there, and that's the thing. Like the defensive line and the linebackers, they're they have a huge talent deficiency there, but they are they do have guys that can be depth pieces. They're not game changers. You need to add talent at the top to push those guys on the exactly. bottom because I think they're being asked to do something that is not not in their capabilities. Right. As so of right now. you know those guys. You know, a majority, you know, a handful of those guys will be here next year as depth pieces as long as polls can fill some spots, a lot of spots. Jack Sanborn lit up Soldier Field like the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is supposed to do, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities. That that was so incredibly smooth by me. (laughs) Wow, my good. Uh, ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades uh, to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Look, if you want to save money and also be more energy efficient 
give back to the old world, you want to become a part of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, visit comed.com slash poweringbiz right now or sometime later today to start saving money and energy. Uh, you can email them at businessee at comed.com to learn more. Phone number, if you want to go that route, 855-433-2700. You can listen a lot. You can inquire about LED lights, network lighting to operate your lights, all sorts of stuff that will give you better lighting for less money, save you money, make the world a better place. Nick. Mark, uh, Jack Sanborn's lighting up offensive players. You know what you need? You need your shady rays. You do. You need those you... premium polarized shades. Sanborn. Featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles care to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about shady rays, everybody, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that you, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, so you can drop them off in a lake, lose them at the CHGO tailgate, anything. They'll replace them, and even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you it seems just like any other expensive pair that I've ever worn. So Shady Ray customers seem to agree with that with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Ray's is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all the newest and best shades. What's up, Shady Rays? And I, this is uh, just something that I think we need to do right now, too, because it's just it, it, it's timely. Imagine you're Jack Sanborn, and, and you're, you're, you've, you've had a, a game-winning interception that was ruled off because of a terrible call on Jalen Johnson that should never have been called. We're playing football out here, referee. We're playing football. Come on, man. But imagine you're, you're, you're sitting there in your sandboard and you see Justin Fields sprint down the field for a 67-yard, unbelievable, should have been a game-winning touchdown run. Emotions. And then here comes Cairo Santos for the extra, for the extra point, and you're feeling that seven-point Bears win, and then all of a sudden the kick sails wide left, and you're just feeling nauseous. You can make every play that exciting uh, with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Or that nauseous, which was just unbelievable. That is the official betting partner of the NFL. Uh, you want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You want to do that right now. You want to use the promo code CHGO. You get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, uh, you should have won if you bet the Bears today. $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using that code CHGO. All right. Nice segues, guys. Th- thank you. You tricked me like four yeah, times. Thank I, you. I, I, so, so, these guys are pros. I know. So, look. Uh, okay, let's do, let's do five minutes of positivity, okay. and, then, and then we can, like, we can, we can have a new segment after Brutal Bears losses called Vent. Let's just, but let's just do five minutes. Everybody in the chat, too, join in here. Five minutes of positivity about what just happened oh. today. Or, um, I'll, I'll, um, I'll start? start because, mm. you know, to start this year, I um. said some mean things about <laughs> Cole Komet. Um, and yes. I am here today to apologize to Cole Komet. You are making plays now and shutting me up real quick, which is really hard to do because I got a big mouth. But Cole Komet, you're balling out. You're showing the chemistry connection with Justin Fields. 
Maybe you were called in to block a lot to start this year, but now you're running some routes. You're scoring touchdowns five in the last three games. Uh, they, they were giving him end of rounds and direct snaps and, and everything else. Cole Komet is showing that he's more than a more than capable tight end for the Chicago Bears. 85, you are on a whole other level feeling you. Nick, you're up. Um, positivity, positivity. Sticking with probably the Bears offense here, guys. The rushing attack and how the Bears are able to generate um, rushing lanes, whether it is with Fields and his legs or you know, handing off the ball to David Montgomery and getting creative with some of these end of rounds. That's the Bears' identity. I'm glad that regardless of the opponent, the Bears stick with it. The Bears stick with that rushing attack because it really does build off their passing game as well. But that's something that, you know, maybe it had I had you asked me that in the beginning of the season, I don't know if I would have agreed that this would be how the Bears would still be doing things. We've seen in the past where the Bears have abandoned the run with the old regime, but they said they were going to run the football in the beginning. We are now 10 weeks in, and that is still the identity of the Bears offense, and I can appreciate that. I'm seeing uh, SW Outlander JE, who I want to meet, by the way. Uh, we'll see you at the Packers tailgate. Come on, buddy. Let's, let's, let's do this. But I believe look, he's uh, in Ireland or Scotland. Oh, uh, really? Get, it, get yeah. on a plane. All right. Well, well, we, we can talk about what it I would take to, to get. London. Get on a plane. What it would take to Chicago. There we go. There's right. <laughs> I've, I've flown to Ireland. You can fly okay. here. We can do this. Uh, Khalil Herbert is a straight baller. Baller. Great on he's fantastic on kick returns. The, vi the the vision that Khalil Herbert has is I would call it elite cuz he's not the fastest guy. He's not going to run you over. Although today Khalil Herbert ran tough, man. Now, I think that was the toughest I've ever seen him and and you brags uh were were saying a bunch of I uh, you know, I like Dave Montgomery but Herbert's just better. Yeah. And and that I think at this point we can probably say that with Without much debate. And I, I think I love the one-two punch. I think they end yep. up signing David Montgomery. But Khalil Herbert continue. This is no flash in the pan here. He's doing it week after week after week. And seeing him in the kickoff game, that is uh, – I'm not saying it's like from going back to my childhood for all my old schoolers out there. doesn't quite feel like Dennis Gentry back in the day, Pinky. And it certainly doesn't feel like more modern era. Devin, who you had playing on repeat out of your car today with the truck at uh, on your TV all day, at, all day. at the tailgate all day every day just nonstop Devin Hester highlights. But Khalil who Herbert, doesn't like a good Devin Hester highlight? Yeah. I mean, I just I, but a lot can, of them. I mean, can we see some other things? Does it have to be Hester? Well, we'll start doing Justin Fields highlights. He's racking them up. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So, but Khalil Herbert is had another good day today. Anybody else? Anybody uh, by else? The way, no, I mean, Out, to me, Outlanders in Belgium. That's my bad. I should know. I mean, to me, uh, Khalil Herbert is RB1. And that's not disrespect to, uh, to David Montgomery. He's a good running back. It's just simply put, Khalil Herbert is better. And I, you know, there are moments where David Montgomery is just relentless and breaks tackles and, you know, makes amazing cuts and a nice run. But the consistency that Khalil Herbert has shown, you can't deny it. He has great burst. He has great vision. He has great patience to set up his blocks. Mm -hmm. So, to me, it's pretty cut and dry. The numbers show it. The tape shows it. The eye test shows it. Uh, Khalil Herbert, you know, he even had a powerful run where he dragged the, the pile five yards for a first down at one That was point. impressive. So, it's not like he doesn't have power either. Obviously, David Montgomery has power too. That's the one thing he has over Khalil Herbert. But it's not like it's this magnanimous power yeah. over Khalil Herbert. Khalil has power too. So, 
you know, I have a lot of respect for David Montgomery. He's a great leader, great teammate, all that stuff. But Khalil Herbert is RB1. Justin Fields, by the way, just one step, uh, Nick, and jump in here, from StatMuse. Fields is the first quarterback in NFL history with 100 rushing yards in a game, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. He's just I'm, breaking records. I mean, and I'm assuming that StatMuse has this right because it's been liked 7,000 times. And <laughs> Say that again. So. Fields' first quarterback in NFL history with 100 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. And last week he was the first quarterback in NFL history with three passing touchdowns and 150 rushing yards. Yeah, right. And to Nick's, what he just said, just, just breaking records, records every week. Just every, breaking every records. Week. Longest Con- touchdown runs. Concussing most quarterbacks. Longest rushing yards in a, a game. game. Most rushing yards in five, in a five-game span. Next-gen stats Historical. Says, next-gen stats says he was running at 20.15 miles per hour. We're still on the positive part. That's it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's slowing down. Right. What do you got, Nick? Are we going now to the negative, or are we? we still oh, you want to get positive? Wait, you had no, positive. If you want to go negative, did, did you have a positive? Did we no, finish well, our five I mean, minutes? I was going to turn a negative because when did Khalil Herbert exit the game with a? He's out, or he was out with a uh, hip injury. I saw that in the comments. People were bringing it up like, "Oh, you guys are talking about Herbert." Mm-hmm. Well, now he's injured. Oh, I didn't even uh, didn't spinning. even notice that. Hopefully, it's not. My head is injured. Yeah, <laughs> from that game. It was um. Right. Safety that, that, that field struck. That ends our five minutes. All right, so. now I got I got one last uh, positivity. This is from uh, Keith Franklin uh, with the super chat. Thanks, Keith. He says just checked, and the Bears are now sixth pick in the draft. Had they won, they would have been fifteenth or sixteenth. So that's that's the big, that's that, good, I mean, right? Yeah. And th- some fans will pull their hair out at that statement, but it is a fact. The Bears came into this year as a rebuild team. There were a few fans that thought they could win 10 or 11 games, and they will be the same fans at the end of the year. They're like, if you just, if they had just won those seven games that they should have won, I would have been right. And it's just so silly. Seven. And I've said it a million times. Herm Edwards, my favorite quote, the difference between a 6-10 and 10 team and a 10-6 and six team is about five plays. And the Bears will embody that statement this year. They will. But the reason they do. You are the 6 and 10 team as opposed to the 10 and 6 team is talent deficiency and when you don't have talent your margin of error is slimmer and when you don't get the calls or you make a mistake that is what leads to the loss and when you do have a talented roster all those one score games that they're 1 and 8 in it will start to turn the other way when they have that talent Gap closed, and then the margin of error is bigger, and you can make a mistake, or the refs can screw you on a player (laughs) here or there, and then you will win those games despite that. I didn't. If somebody can update in the chat, because I did not notice it when he went out with the hip injury. Yeah. So he 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 was ruled out, and that ain't great because you've got Tevin Jenkins with a hip injury, and now Herbert with an injury. Uh, hip injury, and you've got Jalen Johnson who's dealing with an oblique. I guess it doesn't matter at this point because you're three and seven, and we're got to sort of settle into whatever the rest of this year is going to be and get ready for an amazing offseason. And uh, it is 165 days until the NFL draft for the record 165. Thank you, Jake. Jake, with that number. <laughs> I, and I got to tell you something. Uh, 
our, our GM Jake Flanagan, if you need somebody in your life just to spread positivity, I, I really highly recommend that you hit up <laughs> Flanagan on Twitter because when when everything was going sideways down the stretch, he was still even even when the Lions had the football after the fourth down, he's like, we can still get the ball back, we can still get the ball back. I mean, it was like the, the, that. This is the, and I I just offered, can you please just hang out with me all day long because I need that positivity around me because uh, yes. So that's it, though. I mean, really. Nick, uh, Nick I guess I got this 165 question. days until the draft. Nick, I guess I got. Guess I have this question for you because Jalen Johnson got lit up. Yeah, the, the illegal hands to the face was a bad call, but overall he had a really bad day. Mm-hmm. Last week didn't have a great day. So now it's back-to-back weeks where Jalen Johnson hasn't played well. Where – because to me, I like Jalen Johnson as a cornerback. So where are you at with Jalen – you know, and, and and how he's played. You know, you, can you completely, you know, wipe it away because they don't have a pass rush? Or does he have some accountability to answer to as far as what you're seeing? I think, I mean, he would say that, right? There's accountability that he needs to play better. Like, you can't have Tom Kennedy go out there and burn you for a, you know, 20-plus yard gain downfield. Like, that's not the Jalen Johnson that we saw in the beginning of the season. Seriously, Teams aren't even targeting him. The f- fuck is Tom Kennedy? <laughs> Someone who could beat Jalen Johnson. <laughs> Literally never heard of this coverage. guy. So that, you can't have that, and Jalen Johnson knows that. But um, it has been two games with the play that you're not used to seeing from 33 out there. So we need to see him have a bounce-back game. Like, in I, Atlanta Falcons don't have a crazy passing attack. But, you know, this was an opportunity for him to, I think, cement himself as, you know, someone that can bounce back from a bad week. He didn't do that. So for Jalen Johnson, I know he is dealing with his injuries, but he was he felt he was good enough to play. The Bears felt he was good enough to play, and he didn't perform to to his standards. So we need to watch how he can bounce back from. That. Well, and on on the on the huge completion uh, where Jalen got beat late in the game, the Bears blitzed on that play, which is what we've been calling for. But they said, and, and this speaks to, by the way, the, the talent level on the defense. Everyone's screaming at Allen Williams. He sent DeAndre Houston Carson on a blitz on that play, who got. Maybe he made it one inch past the offensive line, ran into a Detroit Lion, and went no further. And I was saying it in the moment. They just blitzed, and they're getting zero pressure. And now Jalen Johnson's running around with an oblique, and he can't catch up to a dude who's not exactly the fastest wide receiver in football. It was... They're bad on bad on bad. Bad on bad on bad on bad climbing uphill. And what's frustrating for me is in the second half, After the third series, they had a three and out in the first series. The second series, they got off the field fairly quickly, forced a punt. That was when that botch snap, that was almost a fumble recovery. Then the third series, they force another punt. Sanborn has a a sack. The Lions drop one on third and long. And I made a note that said defensive adjustments in the second half. And I thought maybe they, Alan Williams and Eberflus might have got something going and made chicken salad out of chicken shit when it comes to this <laughs> roster. But then, of course, we saw how it all unfolded after that, albeit after the Sanborn interception, which should have happened. Yeah, Braggs' notes. I see people giving me crap for my third-grade notebook, but these are where the hard-hitting notes take place, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And so this is where I would want to ask you, Nick, because you're you're as close to this team as anybody, you know, and they, you know, ultimately Swift scores a touchdown after the Sanborg. Should have been touchdown, and then they give up the game-winning touchdown at the end. 
I obviously want to hold Jalen Johnson accountable and anybody else on this team. I'm not making excuses for these guys, but I also live in reality and understand these. They have a huge talent deficiency on their defensive line and their linebacking core. So what do they do? Because last week they played zone and got buried. This week they did a little bit of both with man and zone and they got buried. It didn't matter which way you sliced it. Sometimes they'd send a blitz a few times in the second half. It did get home, but for the most part, it didn't. So I just don't know what the counterpunch that Eberflus and Allen Williams can do. And, and people keep talking to me about it. And I, I keep saying, I don't know what they can do to make this defense play better. To me, they can't do anything is my answer, but what would you say to that? Alan Williams starting trying to figure that out. There were some plays, though, in this game where they had it perfectly called, and Travis Gibson doesn't finish the play. There's been a couple of weeks now where guys have been in position where they're in the backfield, and that's they're true. just not executing. Like, you've got to take down Jared Goff. Like, that's not a very elusive QB, and yet there are defenders that are not completing the, the full length of a play. So you can have it all schemed upright, drawn upright, and then it's just down to players executing it at times. But like you said, it does come down to talent deficiency, and that is very apparent on Spurs' defense. I, I take a quick left turn here because it just dawned on me uh, after seeing a tweet from our buddy David Haw who said the Bears outlined the Lions, which is, which is accurate, by the way. They, we, we did, right? That's what happened. And I would just like to go at you because – you, Greg Braggs, right here. Because I was gonna say, don't go in. Because Nick. you, 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 it's just you tweeted out. Don't worry, the Lions are going to Lion. You, you, you did that, they right? They did then for a while. They did for a minute, but you, you tweeted the Lions are going to Lion, and then you also when does and I guess good on you maybe, but when disaster struck. And the Lions get in the end zone. They have the lead. You get up like, oh, they left fields too much time. And then I looked at you cross-eyed. And then you came over and you and you violently, you a bear hug. yeah, and you a get, bear hug. Uh, uh, you you want yes, but you 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 were very upset. I was trying to encourage you yeah. to be positive. Right. To me, right. there's nothing Justin Fields can't do. So you know, I understand well, he's still got some work to do on those final drives. I'll I'll tell you what 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 he can't what he hasn't done, and it's been a combination. But and it's it's not just him. Like, look, I think we all know, within any reasonable deduction of what's going on, that the Bears have a quarterback that is plenty good enough to win with, if not, you know, on the way to being one of the elite quarterbacks in the game. However, what we don't know is if they are ever going to be that team that when you just have to have it, you know that the Bears are going to get it done. That feeling that you have, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, that you just absolutely know that even when you're just playing absolutely terrible, somehow, someway, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to kick it in and Travis Kelsey's going to be running in the end zone or back in the day, Tyreek Hill or whatever. McCall Hardman's going to find it now. We, we do not have that feeling here yet. We just don't. It, it, and it's a combination. What we have is that Amir Smith-Marset is going to get the ball ripped from him or that we're going to pick up some inc incredibly moronic penalty that's going to cost him or, or, or St. Brown is, is going to drop a or pass. the ref's going to screw us. The ref's going to screw us. Or it's, Justin Fields will take a sack. Darnell Mooney's going to drop a ball or, or Fields is going to take a bad sack running around trying to pr praying for anybody to get open. That's what we have right now. We do not have that uh, no matter what, the Bears are going to win a football game. And right now it's turning into no matter what, the Bears are going to lose a football game. One and eight in one score games uh, in now 20 games with Justin Fields at quarterback. One and eight. 
Well, I think that's the next step for, and they've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, the next step of the evolution of the passing game. Because right now in those moments, we don't know if Justin Fields is going to have time. Oh, he could just evade a rush with, with his legs. Is someone going to be open downfield? Are you going to make the catch? It is the execution and evolution of the passing game as we are still seeing Fields figure things out here. But that's when I think we'll have that comfortability when that part of not just him, but the passing game itself takes that next step. But until that happens, like I think we're still going to have all those question marks on whether it is on Justin Fields, you know, finding finding the right guy or that guy being open and making the catch. But it's going to come down to that. I, I guess you and, have to give the Lions a lot of credit. No. Because, <laughs> well, I'm just saying on the final drive or the final couple drives because they were gassed chasing Justin Fields around. I mean, at one point you saw Hutchinson go off the field and he, he was gassed. And to me, the, the fact that they could pull themselves up off the mat after giving up a 67-yard touchdown and then hold him in check for the final two drives, you know, I guess I got to give them credit because, to me, it's just very simple. Drop them back, try to find somebody open, and if not, Justin Fields just going to run for the first time because you can't stop him because he's too damn good. But obviously the last two weeks on the final drives has proven that that is incorrect. Uh, let's, I want to hit up a super. You're, you're right. You're, you're, you, 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 I guess, are right. It's fine. Uh, can, Crystal uh, Simone some Harrington has, some gr- has, <laughs> has incredible taste. Uh, I love you all. I eat, breathe, and sleep. The Bears, Karma, I have to meet you. I love you, Crystal. You are just, uh, you're, you're, I mean, you're, you, again, great taste. I'm holding down the Bears in Huntsville, Alabama. Nice. But I'll be moving back home soon. Justin Fields is my QB1. You want to get back here, Crystal, right around, I don't know, the end of August next year when the Bears start their Super Bowl season. That's right. I said it. Super Bowl 2023. Let's go. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> the brags. You don't. You, <laughs> That'd be fun. You, I'm ready. You didn't, you didn't Get buy Get on it. up here, Crystal. You, you, you didn't buy Super Bowl 2023. I'm ready. We've got a lot of holes to fill. I'm not, I'm ready, I'm not saying you don't, you're not. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else we got here? We got Michael Maddie with the $5 chat. I want to... Justin Fields would I throw want, more. Uh, looks, looks uncomfortable. Can't run all the time. If he's going to run that much, put him in the backfield. Hashtag pocket quarterback needed. Hey, hey Michael, you're going to have to adjust because that's not what he is. This is yeah. the way he has to play for the Bears and for Fields to be successful. Especially right now. I mean, that's okay. We're accentuating his strengths at this point until you surround him with talent. Then you could develop more of that passing game, but there's nothing wrong with him rushing all over everybody. That's what he does well. Three guys. Who are the three guys he reminds you of? Justin Fields as a quarterback. Cam Newton. Joe Montana, Dan Marino, and Michael Vick. Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, and Michael Vick. And all three quarterbacks early in their career were run-first quarterbacks who made crazy plays at times with their arms, but for the most part, made most of their crazy plays with their legs. You want him to turn into Steve Young. That's what well, you want. Well, of course, but, you know, he – of course, that's well, he's a bit, but he, he's the road a, is. He, he is a better thrower than everyone you just named. Well, Michael Vick, once he hit his prime with Philly and Andy Reid, he could, became uh, a passer. But that was well deep into his career and after he had – it's, you know, gotten in trouble it, and gone to jail it, it, and came back. It still so, didn't feel as natural as it feels throwing the football to me. I think he, I he think Justin arm. Fields has a better arm than Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. But both of them 
eventually, Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton both won MVPs in this league, right? Yep. But it took both of them time to become, you know, as complete a quarterback as they were going to be. I think Justin Fields has a higher ceiling with his arm talent than those two quarterbacks, but time will tell. Of course he has to play better in the pocket, but no, Michael, I'm sorry. Of, yeah, he. we need a pocket passer, but you're not going to take away what he is great at. You wouldn't tell Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson to stop running out of the pocket, and we're not going to do that with Justin Fields. Are we going to tell him he has to play throw better from the pocket at times? Yes, but that's not going to be the only thing he does with this team. Michael, appreciate the chat. Uh, let, let's let's get one more in here as we yes. Let's wrap this one up from Crystal. She's uh, following up. Was Crystal brags? I love you too, brick by brick. I haven't even said that yet today. My so dad no. is a retired, I can't, you move. Carpenter mo- from <laughs> Man, <laughs> retired carpenter from we McCormick Place. Respect the, the tradesmen, and I'm crazy. Fa- I'm a crazy fan like you. Oh, uh. yeah, brick by brick, Crystal. I appreciate it. Shout out <laughs> to all the hard workers working in the cold, in the construction game all day long. Rise and shine, Bears fans. <laughs> if you're not following Braggs on Twitter and you want to get yelled at at 7 in the morning, I highly recommend the follow. We'll be yelling at everyone tomorrow Rise morning. and shine. Get up, get, quit crying. Get, get up, your ass to work tomorrow go, morning. Go to work. Coming. The Bears lost, but your life goes on. So does mine. I'm going to be laying bricks all day. You lay your own bricks in your world, and then we'll all meet back together on Sunday. <laughs> No complaining. Rise and shine, Bears fans. All right. Uh, got to keep with the break. From top down here, we got a bunch of super chats. Yeah, I, I can talk. Here. Let's talk right, to Dylan. I'll stop talking and let, we'll Dil- through him. Dylan with a $5 chat. Mark Sanchez was so friggin' annoying with his references. I would rather have listened to Joe Buck. Uh, yes, he's the worst. Listen to me. Hey, hey, Mark. Mark. Mark, I know you've had a, a very successful life and made a lot of money in the NFL, and you don't need to do your research. But Kyler Gordon is Kyler Gordon, and he's, he's not Jaquan Brisker. You, you got to do a little bit of prep, just a little. I mean, he was off a lot today. So single digits, though. I got to be honest, I made that mistake this morning. Someone was asking if they should buy a Brisker jersey, and I was like, Wait, he's number six, they right? Look, uh, like, they, ah, they, shit. But, but, they, but they look nothing alike oh, no, on look the field. Alike. No, Just no. the numbers f- flipped up. K- Kyler Gordon looks like Nick, and uh, <laughs> and 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 Brisker looks like Braggs. I mean, they're they're just there's a huge size differential there. All right. Uh, Who's next? Bear Forever. Bear Forever with a $10 chat. I get that the Bears made mistakes, should be held accountable, but refs cannot be allowed to alter the outcome of a game ever. Hold these people accountable. Bear Forever, I'm with you. Hey, Let's sit, referees, I, I know that you've got your whole network there, and once you're in, you're in, but there should be real evaluation as to who's doing what and, and what's being missed and what's being called, and just make sure that everything's above board also at the same time. I'm with you. I'm I've with been you. all over the refs, like white on rice, all day long. Yes, you have. Uh, 499, can we talk no, about got Keith Franklin here. Uh, if the refs don't march the lines down the field the first drive of the fourth, then take away the pick. Then the D gives up 10 points with 11 minutes left. Bears then just run to end the game. And we got one more about the uh, refs. The refs are... Keith, it, that drive just really sucked. It did. It, it, all it, levels. Yeah. Uh, this is from Martin Pellicor, $5 Super Chat. I'm very close to giving up on the NFL as a fan. Officials need to be investigated. Or I will just find another sport to follow. Well, I, pause for a second. Let's ask a real question. Would we want calls to be reviewed? 
I mean, are we going to go down that route where you can call that? Like, if each coach is given one flag that they could call each day, each game on the officials. So we're going to have another stoppage of play, and we're going to review that. Do we want that? I'm looking around the room right now. I'm seeing nobody's no, buying into that gonna, one. Then we're just going to get mad about the review. And they'll get the review of the bad call wrong. Right. Well, you guys, the, there's no what, – what are the repercussions when you get it wrong? Because Eberflus sent in the two plays from last week. Right. They admitted they were wrong. Right. And it was an educational thing for the players and for the coaching staff, what the Bears need to do, even though they did everything right. Right. There's just nothing – there's no accountability. They'll do the same get, thing yeah. with the Jalen Johnson. Exactly. The so, hands of the face. It was a simple jam at the line of scrimmage. What ends up happening, though, is once you start winning games and gaining more respect and the officials start to – they are human beings. They have their unconscious biases. So once the Bears become a winning football team, which I think we can all hope they're at least headed in that direction, even with the recent results – Six of seven. What's going on over there, Lawrence? You look very concerned. Uh, I've just been informed that one of the refs is a middle school math teacher from Massachusetts. I don't know. That's what uh, I've been told. Um, nope. Is that a real story? Or are we, are I don't we just know. Making... I was, my, our GM, Jake Flanagan, just came over and told us. Uh, that. Are, is is he making school. fun of middle school math teachers? I don't because... think so. I think he's making fun of referees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think this Jay Harling super chat is a good one because we were talking about this at the end of the game and we haven't brought it up yet. Yep. Uh, I'm out, yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, can well, we talk? I'll read it because you, Mark, can't seem to read things. So <laughs> well, let me try for you. I got this one. Can we not? T- can we talk about Flues not calling a timeout after Fields is sacked on the last drive, just going to wing it on third and long? Oh, he got that one. Thank you. Nice. I was I was screaming call timeout. That's what I was doing. Yeah, this is an extremely questionable moment there to not call a timeout and run to the line of scrimmage and then throw a check down and then call a timeout on fourth down. It made zero sense. You know, it, 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 I just... You, you needed to call timeout. These are the two plays that we're running. This is our last gasp here. We can't afford to not have the play that we want called. Fields should not have to gather himself after getting sacked in what was it third and 15 at that point it was you were asking too much and you had three timeouts not a good job yeah they so that sack happened on second and 10 there was a minute 40 left and then the bears don't run their third and 15 play until a minute 18 so you already have what um 12 seconds come off the clock before you call a play like it just when you had all three timeouts save the time on the clock Get a better play because it seemed like you scrambled and only got seven yards to David Montgomery on that play, and then obviously didn't. You got sacked on fourth down. You, so I, you, I don't know. You just wanted to hold the hold the timeouts for some reason. You've got kingpin quarterback miracle worker. <laughs> Give him the best opportunity to yep. be successful. Call a timeout, regroup, and and let's go. Didn't happen. All right, moving along to Thomas Hernandez. Why not? Uh, who would have thought 499? Thank you very much. Who would have thought that the most disappointing part of this Bears game day is finding parking near U Chicago for tomorrow? Thanks for a great time, CHGO. Hey, we're here for you, my friend. We're all in this together, Thomas. Appreciate you. Taylor Hawk with a $10 super chat. Thank you, Taylor. When you can't trust 90% of your O linemen and skilled players, airing the ball out isn't that easy. That, it's a fair That's point. It's a very fair point. Yeah. It's a fair point. But I. I will say that the offensive line, and they missed Tevin Jenkins today, but the offensive line has gotten better. 
It has gotten better. And despite having some guys in and out of the lineup, too, and obviously it didn't look that way after Washington, but they they have gotten better since then. And obviously when they needed to be better in this game, they did give up some of those sacks, fields, and not have enough time. But collectively, I think you're feeling a little bit better. You'll feel a lot better once Tevin Jenkins is back in the lineup. They, they've gotten better. Fields has gotten better. The receivers slash tight ends are getting better as far as understanding what they need to do. Cole Komet, two touchdowns today with two home run swings. Got to love it. Uh, John Davis, $5 super chat. The defense needs to take a long, hard look at itself. The entire line's passing offense was Amon Ra. It's absolutely awful how bad the D is. We, it was a lot of uh, Amon in the first half, and mm-hmm. then that calmed down a little bit. But I, there, this is this is, you know what's what's funny about it or not funny, they addressed the defense in the draft. That was their first two picks. Yep, and Secondary. it just shows how how little how how cover how bare the cupboard was that Poles inherited from Pace. And they also obviously you know Iberflus being the defensive guy like he they they can't get it right because they don't have the guys with them right now, right. the guys that they have in terms of the front. That they want to generate pressure organically. You can't do that. You have to bring in the extra pressure. And it's a rebuild. Right now it's not working. They trade Robert Quinn for draft equity. They trade Roquan Smith for draft equity. They flip some of that equity to help the quarterback and bring in Chase Claypool. He still has to develop chemistry with Justin Fields. This is what we wanted is a rebuild and to build around our franchise quarterback, to have an answer that Justin Fields is our quarterback in a rebuild year, we are getting it. This is what it looks like. It would be worse if they were getting blown out by 40 every game. Instead, every game is interesting. Every game is close. And that is a testament to this coaching staff, to this to this team. With a talent-deficient roster. You, we, you can the, say that, though, but you, you cannot. Every game is close is not good when you're up 24-10 to start the fourth quarter. I get it. Today is that, one of those games that this while was, we can do the win-win, moral victory, silver lining, is, however you want to say it, no today more. pisses us off. Just like the Washington game pissed us off. They're not all going to feel the same. Last week against the Dolphins, we were all <laughs> celebrating after the game. Because it was amazing, and it was clear-cut that the refs were the ones that screwed us. We didn't have very much to blame on ourselves as far as the Bears are concerned. But this is what it looks like in a rebuild, at least best-case scenario. Because, like I said, they could be losing by 30 every week. $5 Super Chat. How much does Justin have to do himself? He can't wear the cape, his cape every play. Help a brother out. Greg McDaniel, thank That's you. Gage. Gage McDaniel. Gage McDaniel, excuse me. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's, Close. that's concerning. Bad, bad reading. Gotta need those readers. You yeah, need Luke's I, readers. I do. Uh, I believe that's Thomas Hernandez one more time. I got that one right. 499. Sad to see a loss, but Justin is that guy. Go Bears. That You are impressive with staying positive there, Thomas. Love it. And you're right. $1.99. Thank you, Aaron Owens. Packers lost uh, would make uh, today a lot better, right? It's always good when Green Bay loses. Let's see if the Cowboys can go up there and win. Uh, Car- yeah, car- we got to keep their total franchise wins below the Bears. Okay. So then when we get to the Super Bowl Bears, like you're saying, next year, Carm, we will start to separate 
that win total gap. Green Green Bay. What's so funny, Lawrence? Green Bay's here in three weeks. Nothing, uh, nothing at all. <laughs> come to the tailgate. Ten dollars super chat. Allen Williams, not good. No way we're averaging thirty plus and still losing unless we are purposely taking from Ryan Burden. So I, I also I, just. I, 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 I have a hard time blaming Alan Williams, but I some know. of the coverages are a little confusing. <laughs> I don't know what I love else they can do. I mean, yeah, play up. I hate when they play 15 yards back. I hate it. Yeah, when it's third right. and long and they're playing 15 yards back, it drives me insane. So, yeah, I would say try to jam them at the line of scrimmage. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like if they do that, that's going to guarantee they get off the field because they probably will not. So I don't know, you know, that's that's the conundrum with this defense. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah, and it, it was another game where they allowed the Lions to score in the first half. They come out of halftime, make the adjustments, and like we've seen that this season, where they just haven't figured it out in the beginning of games. They make their adjustment at halftime, and obviously it doesn't end up working out because they still can't hold teams under. Well, uh, how, how many left turn real quick? How many how many passes did the Bears complete in the fourth quarter? I don't know. You want to guess? Three. No, I don't. Three. Three. Oh. Okay. No, three is not correct. Three, three is not <laughs> right. Frags? How one. many passes to the bit? One is correct. How many yards? Uh, seven to David Montgomery. The last one. Don't know who it was to, but it wasn't seven. Six. Check down. Six yards. One completed pass in the fourth quarter. Shout out to Dan Weeder. To the check down. Yeah. That, that, that's a problem. That ain't good. Yeah, that that is that is an, an area that needs improvement, team. Passing game, execution, just everything about it still needs. Obviously, like you just said, Mark, it still needs work. And I'm getting a few questions. I just want to address this because they're asking in the chat about my hoodie, my CHGO. It's not a hoodie. It's a short sleeve shirt with a black hoodie underneath it. I just put the <laughs> shirt over the hoodie because it was cold at our awesome CHGO Bears tailgate. A huge success once again on the corner of Roosevelt and Michigan. And we'll be doing it up even bigger for the Bears Packers tailgate uh, coming up here in three December weeks December 3rd, so. I believe that is. What's that? I think it's December 3rd, right? December 4th, my birthday. December, December 4th. 4th, his birthday. November mm. 29th is my birthday. Two Sagittarius friends oh, here yeah. come out to the CHGO Bears tailgate. Bring me and Nick a birthday cake. I will eat the entire thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, throw it or I'll Tom. share. I don't know. <laughs> we're we're going to, uh, yes, bring cake, bring cupcakes, bring bring your love. We'll, we'll have uh, <laughs> Carm's shot corner uh, to wrap up Bears and Packers that day. Can't Go wait for it. CHGO Locker. Get yourself some cool shirts like this. Put a hoodie underneath it. You'll look great in the winter season. CHGO Locker is the place to go for this one, too. I yeah. Like, I like this hoodies. One. We got hoodies and, available, And, and the Big Bad Bear. Long sleeve uh, shirts are coming. So we got these, it all coming. But these uh, yeah. beautiful vintage uh, numbers are out there. They're they're sick. The Honestly, uh, Carm, yours is actually not right now. It's not on the uh, in the store at the moment. Uh, yours was a special drop for the first tailgate we had. I know, I know, I got it, but uh, it is not on the store yet. It will be there soon, though. I so didn't just, get the the hoodie. You should have got the hoodie. Wearing. The vintage hoodie is sweet. The big day. The muscle, the muscle had to MacGyver a hoodie. The talent gets the <laughs> the nice. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, I. <laughs> hey, I gotta I, give I Mark credit. He showed up early to the tailgate to help put in the work, the muscle work. 
I, and that's why I love Mark. I took control of the donuts today. I was big. Ooh. Justin Fields on his pick six from Kevin Fishbane, and, and Will DeWitt's out at Soldier Field. We'll, we'll have him on here uh, when he's done perusing the locker room. Quote from Fields, I can assure you that will never happen again for the rest of my career. So the interception? Uh, yeah. Interesting. That was one of those learning moments. You could tell. That's not going to happen again. I agree. I mean, that's good. I mean, obviously, he holds himself to such a high standard, you guys. Like, he knew exactly the mistake that he made that it, it shouldn't have thrown that ball. It should have honestly just been thrown out of bounds when the pressure was coming right in his face there. So, Fields is a guy that you will learn from his mistakes. We've seen that throughout his, you know, his tenure here so far. But, yeah, that's one that obviously, you know, put the team in a bad position. QB1 doesn't want to do that. It's – listen – he also, in a five-game span for Fields, 549 yards and counting. I forget where it ended up today, but that was you know a little bit before the end of the fourth quarter. 549 yards in the past five games, the most by a quarterback over a five-game span. In the Super Bowl era, not in Bears history, but in NFL history in five games. Now, you could parse that and be like, he's got to throw the ball, which is true. Yep. But but still, th- this it, it's it's impressive. It's it's big time impressive. Right. I mean, like I said, Michael Vick, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson. This is kind of the comparisons that we have so far of what Justin Fields is, and he's doing things those guys have never done. And we're talking about three of the most dynamic quarterbacks to play the game. I don't think Michael Vick ever won an MVP. Not sure. I can't remember. But Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson have. So that's the kind of talent we have at quarterback is MVP quality special. And if he can learn to throw the ball like we're all saying he needs to do to elevate his game to that next level, we're talking build him a statue. (laughs) We're talking big time. I'm not going to say number 23 from the Bulls. Whoa! Yeah, let's not say that. I'm just saying if he can figure out if he can figure out if he can figure out how to pass the ball at a Steve Young level, where that's that's what we're talking because he's already got some. He's Devin Hester as a quarterback right now. Now, if he can learn to throw the ball, next level. He's definitely the best running back on the team, uh, (laughs) who's playing quarterback. All right, let's uh, let's say hello to our friends at Game. Time tickets, which if you had been on game time before the game today, about 20 minutes before, you would have gotten into Soldier Field for 130 bucks. Wow. Uh, the Bulls are home tonight, the Denver Nuggets in town, and apparently people want to go see the Bulls play basketball tonight. Cheapest cheap seat right now behind the bucket up top, which, by the way, you get the best value with game time on any other ticketing location. Game time has the best seat prices. I've checked it out. It is true. 119 bucks to go to the Bulls game Who tonight. Who are they playing? Playing Denver. The Nugs are in Jokic. town. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, which maybe, maybe it's got expensive because Bears fans are looking for a place to, uh, you know, not think about what happened. Yeah. Game time's the hottest new ticketing site. Makes it easier than ever to get the best deals on sports, concerts, shows, wherever you want to go. Up top, 50-yard line, court side, behind home plate, floor seats, whatever you want. They've got them. And, uh, yes, it is growing by the minute. 15 million people have downloaded the Game Time app, getting the best seats to all your favorite events. And if you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. 
The best way to support us over here is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So if you are going to a game, it's a great way to get seats and a great way to support us. Nick. Yes, and if you're golfing, you have to check out Pins and Aces, the official golf partner of CHCO. They are family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and to get free shipping. That's, again, pinsandaces.com. And, by the way, just uh, for our CHGO Blackhawks fans out there, if you want to go tomorrow night, 30 bucks uh, to get in with fees via the Game Time app. We're winding that back in. By the way, I hear there's 81 reasons to uh, watch the CHGO Blackhawks podcast later in the week. A big-time guest is going to be coming in studio. And don't miss CHGO Bulls tonight. Bulls and Nuggets. What are you shaking your head at, Benedetto? I don't know what you're talking about. That's all I'll say. Oh, oh, okay. okay. I don't know. Zawaski said it just like that, so I feel like I can as well. I would check that out later in the week myself, personally, uh, if you're if you are a Blackhawks fan. All right, do we have Will? Are we are we almost ready with Will? What's going on over there? I, I've heard noises. Uh, Will's, Will's having some internet issues over there in the uh, Soldier Field. Slight internet issues. Crap. Okay. This is what it's like this. on this end when I'm having internet yeah. issues and I'm trying to scramble to find a place. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 uh, working on. It. It's very challenging. Nick. I'm it's, sorry. It's, yeah. It's, nope. it's, listen. Uh, as we as we as we try to step back from this one, ninety minutes in, the the realities are this: the Bears have a emerging star quarterback. No one would dispute that. The Bears have a solid running back tandem that is young and cost efficient. Even with David Montgomery being a free agent, I don't think he's going to get huge money. So that is an asset. You have an undrafted free agent playing linebacker who's looking like he's an NFL player. You have a secondary that has a banged-up veteran, young veteran in Jalen Johnson, but you've got Brisker and Gordon who both are going to be solid, if not spectacular, players in this league. We're not at the spectacular level, but I'm not holding off. I'm not going to say that they, they can't get there. So there, there, there's a lot of good, and then you have a team that can't get to the quarterback you have a team that still hasn't figured out how to win football games, and now you have a team that's sort of, at least today, learned how to miraculously lose football games. So there, there's a long way to go uh, as we bring in Will DeWitt from Soldier Field. Will, uh, I, th- that had to be a very tough locker room to cover. What stood out to you? Yeah, definitely a tough locker room to cover in general. It just You can just tell that the guys are just really frustrated with just continuing to find ways to lose football games uh, each and every week uh, as we've seen uh, no matter what they do or seemingly do they end up on the wrong sides of things so you can just tell eddie jackson's pissed off he's frustrated and as the leader of this team i can tell that kind of resonates trickles down darnell mooney same thing everyone kind of just grasping at straws uh, the key word i heard from everybody including coach Fluce, is execution and the lack thereof it being a big reason why the bears you know continue to lose games and yeah a just somber mood and a lot of frustration as they continue just losing games that especially one like today where they should have won well what was uh justin fields like his presser i know like individually he did his thing but they still didn't get the the win which he obviously cares about so how was justin fields yeah justin fields uh very much uh just disappointed that they continue to lose he mentioned you know they brought up the records that he continues to break and he he said he doesn't care 
I don't really care about these records. Like I, my priorities are to win football games and we're just not doing it right now. Uh, he was praising Cole Komet, uh, went out of his way to go ahead and do so about Cole's uh, resurgence over the last few weeks and putting in the work and practice and now seeing some of it paying dividends on the field. And uh, I like the one tidbit from Fields about uh, that long touchdown to Cole Komet. It's a play that they tried practicing on Wednesday and Thursday, ran it three different times, didn't hit it a single time in practice, but of course they hit it in this game. So Justin thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, he's just disappointed. He mentioned he's uh, hurting pretty bad right now, just in terms of like his legs, uh, pretty sore. He said he actually had to get stitches behind his ear, uh, which I don't know if I uh, saw that on, on film, but like uh, on during the game, but he got his ear cut on one of his runs. He had to actually get a couple of stitches in that. Uh, he said, that's a little bit sore, but yeah, you can tell Justin's frustrated for sure. And he just wants to find ways to win games. And he just mentioned too, like, you know, we're scoring 30 points a game. And, and I think that's a fair thing too, at this point, right? Like they're putting up points and, the defense can help, and he didn't put anything on the defense. This is me speaking here, but the defense needs to do a better job uh, of helping this offense out here. They had a 14-point lead in the fourth, beginning of the fourth quarter, and we're talking about a Bears loss. Nick, I blame you, actually, because I had the Bears scoring 31, and you said 30. And so it's all your fault Santos missed that kick. I'll take blame. Sorry. Well, the defense certainly needs to do a better job, but I know another um, crew that needs to do a better job, and that's the – officiating the refs, you know, last week, you know, coach Eberflus took a pass on calling out the refs, but Justin Fields in his presser last week did not and said, you know, it was clearly pass interference on Chase Claypool. Did Co- did Eberflus or Justin Fields say anything about the officiating today and how that changed the complexion of this game in different ways? Uh, they didn't ask Justin about penalties today. Coach Eberflus, more like last week, Greg, kind of danced around it. But he's mentioned uh, a call here and a call there, you know, ends up losing you a football game. So that could have been an indirect way of calling that out or, you know, a couple bad breaks uh, lead to the Bears. And uh, he mentioned like the Kyler Gordon penalty and that he still likes the play from Kyler. He wishes he would have made it in the backfield, but he still appreciates his hustle. He appreciates that it looked like to him, and I'm sure we saw it all, you guys saw it on TV too, but like the fumble that he forced, that the ball went out of bounds. So, yeah, they, they didn't really, they kind of skirted around it there, Greg. Eddie Jackson mentioned, you know, it's another week of the same stuff uh, when it came to the officiating. And you can tell that Eddie Jackson uh, personally is still frustrated with uh, how these calls are going against this, uh, this Bears team. I'm, I'm looking at uh, the flus here for a second, Will. Where, where Was he annoyed that they didn't follow the hits principle, or does he think they're actually on track in following the hits principle and it's just going to take more time to follow the hits principle to the best of their abilities? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both, Carm. I, I, it like, depends on the moments of the game, right? Third quarter, hits was on full display. You had all three phases working as one, helping the Bears take that lead in the third, but things kind of fell apart there in the fourth. But he mentioned – like the reason why the Bears are losing games because they asked him like about like a theme like we're asking like what kind of theme do you see between all these and he just mentioned it's lack of execution and that's why the Bears are losing these football games and it's up to this team to you know continue to keep their head down take the positives that that are there and just keep working and building towards the future working and building winning habits is what Coach Flus called him and he said if you keep working at it keep hammering away. Like this thing will crack, meaning the Bears will start winning these types of football games if they keep working on it, building those winning habits, both in practice, both here during the games too. 
so I think he's adamant that this is a young football team still finding its way, going through growing pains. And if they can continue to work on it with, a, with, with the right mindset, things will change. I don't know if this is the year for that to happen uh, at, at this rate. That may be a next year thing, but that, that's kind of the approach that Coach Sluice uh, is taking this thing. Well, I don't know about you, but us three here, we're pretty surprised how Chase Claypool wasn't really utilized in this game plan after what he kind of showed us in, in his week one debut or his debut last week. What do, you, what do you make of that with Chase Claypool? Was he out there as much as uh, you thought he would be and he only had the one reception in, in today's game? He was out there an okay chunk. We'd have to look at the snap counts, but it felt like he was out there on par with what we saw last week, Nick, over here. Uh, but they just weren't able to go his way. Uh, they mentioned, uh, Ibrafloos mentioned, that they had plays that they wanted to go ahead and give it over to Chase with the defense. Uh, he said he had to go back and watch the game, but either took it away or Justin had to go to the second read throughout it as well. So he believes uh, that they had a plan in place. They just couldn't get it done. And Chase in the locker room didn't seem frustrated at all. Uh, understands that it may take a little bit of time to get fully acclimated into this offense as he continues to learn the playbook, get involved, build chemistry with Justin. So for a new guy coming in with all the potential that Claypool has, I was personally elated to hear that he's not allowing frustration to seep in just yet, and he's still going to be patient, work hard as he gets involved in this Bears offense. Hopefully more next week moving forward. Two issues I had at the end of the game, the final two offensive series. Um, I didn't like the third down play call on the second to last series where they gave fields a half field read on third down that resulted in a sack. And then on the final series, it was brought up in the chat and we were talking about it as we were watching the game. Coach Eberflus not calling a timeout after the sack. Was there any explanation to that? And did you get anything from the third down thing? But more importantly, not calling the timeout is is where I'm 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 wondering about. Yeah, I think in games like today, there were bigger questions asked for Flus. No one really asked about uh, that specific timeout. But like you, a little bit frustrating uh, to kind of watch all that time. Like I was sitting up here just going like you know tick tock tick tock. Like we're losing precious time here, people. It it was a little frustrating to see, but yeah, I think. Even before then, too, when the Bears had that 14-point lead, I was personally frustrated. It seemed like they got a little bit too passive on offense after they scored those two touchdowns and tried to get a little bit, I think, a little bit too soft. They should have been a little bit more aggressive against this Lions defense, keep their foot on the gas pedal a little bit, and perhaps that would have changed the outcome this game. Getsy, I thought his play calling got a little bit too too predictable down the stretch and, uh, like I said, a little bit soft with the play calling. And then, of course, Justin, that pick six didn't help, and, that's what he started off the press conference with. He said uh, about that pick six, and I and I quote, I, I guarantee I'm never going to do that again in my career. Like he can tell he was uh, pretty pissed off at himself uh, for making a mistake like that. And uh, Coach Flus was mentioning like his ability, Justin's ability to kind of move on to the next play and to put things behind him. And Justin mentioned it's really just due to him like understanding like he can't control the past. He has to focus on the now and focus what he can control, which is the next play in front of him. So that's a good mindset from JF1. Uh, but still, like, that was a big play, a big crucial one. And I think it's probably a reason why I'm, I'm on here so late because Justin was in the locker room just kind of, uh, you know, in his own zone, in in his uniform, just kind of sitting there quietly and I think reflecting on this game. And uh, it took him a little bit longer to get to the press room uh, than normal. And I think he was just kind of uh, reflecting and being a little bit hard on himself, which we all know he holds himself to a very – 
high standard uh, and which should help him continue to grow. But that's kind of, you know, where he was at here today, too. Snap counts in the first half, just rewinding back here. Dave, yeah. uh, Darnell Mooney was out there for 26 plays. Cole Komet, 28. Other receivers, Byron Pringle, 13. Dante Pettis, 12. Equiminius St. Brown, 12. Chase Claypool, eight plays. So I don't know where it ended up at, but the lowest of, of any of the receivers, which is surprising, really. Uh, and that's, that's courtesy of Kevin Fishbane, who I don't know how he gets these snap counts in real time. The guy's amazing. Um, so I'm surprised looking at that as we kind of digest Claypool's day. Yeah, that is a little bit surprising to see only like the eight. Uh, but I mean, you, all those numbers are low, right? Because the first half, there's only a few possessions from each team because they were having long, sustained drives. So there weren't a lot of snaps to go about, but only eight and they weren't really going his way. That is a little bit less than I thought when I was watching it. Uh, that wasn't any more than last week by any means. So you're definitely right. It should have been hopefully more on the field, but. I don't know if I'm surprised per se uh, in terms of like it being it's only like four less than some of the other receivers, but still, uh, I think Bears fans and everyone here on the panel would agree. Like we want to see more out Chase Claypool than that. Will it seemed like uh, Matt Eberflus had some uh, glowing words about Jack Sanborn and what he was able to do today? What what did he say about him? Oh, uh, just just really just a lot of kudos and patting him on the back for his ability to just make his reads. And I, that was the big one that he just kept emphasizing. Like this kid, like and make his read quickly and then go out there and attack the football. I mean, he, he had 12 tackles here today. I think that led the team, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, should have been an interception. And he was just mentioning about that interception that didn't count. Uh, like, what a great play that was for Jack Sanborn to make, to make in his young career as he continues to build confidence in this defense. Just the way that Flus was talking about Sanborn, I, I don't hear him talk about many players like that, and I, I feel like it may be – uh, a player that he's really excited about and high on, uh, and, and someone that maybe he's proud of developing in this defense and working hard to be uh, a force in it and earning that starting role and continuing to ascend, too. So a lot of praise for number 57 out there today, too, from Coach Blues. Will, great stuff. Uh, as you uh, head on out of Soldier Field, will you, when your head hits the pillow tonight, will you look at this as another step forward, quote-unquote, good Bears loss, or will you be in some other land? I think some other land. I can stomach losing to the Dolphins last week, but losing to the Lions by one point when he had a 14-point lead in the second half to me uh, is a little bit of a different story. Uh, so I'm frustrated with this loss. It was a team that the Bears should have beaten. Uh, in many ways, the Bears beat themselves, and we can get into the officiating all we want. Uh, I'm sure you guys talked about that, too. It didn't do the Bears uh, any favors whatsoever. But I, I think you can take a lot of solace in losing to like a team like the Dolphins, but losing to the Lions puts an entirely different taste uh, in my mouth, especially the way it all went down. So, yeah, I'm not going to be a happy camper firm. What about, about draft pick? Makes, makes sense. And, but uh, I'll, I'll let you know that Jake Flanagan is reminding you, Will, and everybody else out there, myself included, that the NFL draft. 165 the, days away. 165 <laughs> and, days away. And someone pointed out in the chat, had they won, they'd be picking currently picking 16th in the draft. And since they lost, they're picking... Right. Sixth, sixth or sixth. sixth at the moment. Huge loss. Great at the loss mo at the moment. Amazing loss. So it, it, the difference Go is sixteenth or sixth as of today. And losing the ten draft picks. Wait, ten draft yes. picks. 
Had they won, they'd okay, be I'm, picking. Okay, I'm fine. Okay, I'm fine. Go to be... See, <laughs> we just wanted to make you feel better. You know, Thank you. you no, that, at home. It, that helps. I, I, as a Bears fan, I would want to see them win games. But when you say it that way, guys, it's, and we're looking at 2023 as a, a better year, picking in the top 10 is much better than picking right smack dab in the middle of the round. So, yeah, I, that makes me feel a little bit better. Thank you. You're welcome. No, I got you. No, no, See you tomorrow no, night. Well, great Bears stuff. Yes, Bears yeah. After Dark tomorrow night is yourself and Braggs. And who else is on there tomorrow night? This guy. This guy right <laughs> here. Yeah. All Probably right. Cody. Well, two truths and a lie. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready for you. You know it. Good stuff, uh, yeah. Will. We'll see. I have a long drive to figure it out, Greg. I'm going to get you stuck you go, three yeah. different times on Monday night. But thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, enjoy the rest of your days. Good stuff on the show, and uh, I'll talk to you later. See you, Will. See you, Will. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's Monday night, and then next week, a great opportunity of another close, amazing loss at Atlanta, <laughs> and then they can do it again at the Jets, and then they can oh, come man. home and puke all over themselves against the Green Bay Packers. Then, then they can get smoked by Philly and Buffalo. Oh, man, where's Mr. F- five straight wins guy? What yeah. happened to him? I mean, it was sitting right, <laughs> fr- right freaking there for him. They just, just uh, didn't want didn't to do it, which, by the oh, way, can we, should we do Carm's notes? I, oh, and yeah. I, like I said, and I get it. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll shut up. Well, I mean, a $2 super chat from my guy Adam Westby. I like Mark Carmen. That might, that might super. No more Fishbane. That, that might, uh, he didn't spell my name right, but that's cool. A N A N. My, it is, is uh, you know, hurts my heart. Actually, it doesn't. I appreciate any form of Carmen close enough. Thank you, my friend. All right, to the notes we go. Uh, yeah, I started out with the Fields run to start the game, and there was a guy by the name of Greg Braggs who just was just wanted to like take off all his clothes at that moment. It's just so easy for him. He's just so amazing. Look at how simple it is. Yeah. One run into the game. One run. It was the first run was like for 35 yards. It was like 10 yards. It, it was 10. Let me see. Look, Get to look, your look, notes. look it up, Nick. Look you, it up. First run. What was it, Nick? It was like 8 yards. 28. 28 yards. Oh, yeah, it was 28. He did it blindfolded. <laughs> And he, he was going like, like three quarters speed too. Fine, I take it back. You, it, it was great. And then uh, Montgomery running behind, blast the game right behind it. The Bears came out running. Uh, Braxton Jones channeling his Tevin Jenkins on a hold. He was mm-hmm. getting physical out there for a little bit. But so shout out to Braxton Jones. Uh, and on that drive, Fields was lucky that he did not have his what would have been his second pick of the game. What is what's going on? I'm confused. There we go. Wait, what happened? From Big Dave here, Nick dressed like a cat burglar. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of true. You do. Big Dave's Dave's like, can can you put something in the chat for me? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Big Dave with a big show tonight. Let's go. Let's go Bulls. Bulls. (laughs) Cat burglar. Big Dave was missed again at the tailgate today. Big. You were? He was there. Did you see? Hold on. Were you? Yeah. Confirmation? Okay. He was there. I, I Big Dave was missing lying? tailgate in the nine o'clock hour today because I that's yeah, when I had to leave. My bad. Appreciate you coming out. Uh, can't wait to be in my bed tonight and watch you after the Bulls beat the Nuggets. Let's go. Uh, that's a little uncomfortable. So, <laughs> uh, I got a lot on this first page. Blitz on first and ten. So I thought the Bears uh, were actually doing something different. Sanborn a second uh, down a tackle, which uh, I. I guess I was amazed by a Sanborn early in the game. Rushing for all day long as Amon Ra was just absolutely crushing the Bears early mm-hmm. today. 
Uh, the Lions red zone 71% of the time they get a touchdown, but the Bears did hold into a field goal early. Go Bears. And then the Khalil Herbert kick return. Not only is it a great kick return, but the fundamentals of a Khalil Herbert. Don't Switching the ball from the right arm to the left arm so he can stiff arm going down the sideline. I loved it. Khalil Herbert, fundamentals, hits principal. Appreciate you. I saw Kingsley Jonathan out there for a moment. That was sweet. I saw Angelo Blackson doing something. That was sweet. And then I saw Brock Wright running wide open, and that was not sweet. Um, and, and, and early on, Amon Ra, six catches for 86 yards when it was 10 to 3. So the, the dude was winning. He won the brotherly battle on, on every level today. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see here. Four penalties on the Bears' offense early. That wasn't great. Byron Pringle had a hold along with everybody else out there. They did have, I wrote down, nice find of Pringle. He did have one catch on the day. The Bears had 123 rushing yards with two minutes left in the first half, which is not necessarily a surprise. And then the Deshaun Elliott moment, six feet, 210 pounds, and Fields concussing the dude in the end zone. That was, we talked about it earlier, but that was unbelievable. That was his fifth rushing touchdown of the season. And then I wrote down H- H1M. When did that become a thing? Oh, the, him, a, oh, the him last thing. Last week. No, I mean, it really I, started I, I taking off. I feel like that's been out and about for well, a while now. the term him has been around for a few yeah, years Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying the Justin Fields with that the one That started last week when he went mm, off okay. on the Dolphins. Like, okay. legitimately started to take real traction. <laughs> H1M. Uh, third quarter, let's move along here. Let's. This is where I got Mark Sanchez written down where he's calling Kyler Gordon. Uh, Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan Brisker, come on, Mark Sanchez, you're better than that. Butt fumble, let's go. Three and out to start <laughs> the second half, that was sweet. Took forever to find Mooney on a completion on third and five where that was also a very good sign for Justin Cole Komet. His second catch, that's before he ended up getting two touchdowns with the swing and the home run on a 10-play 76-yard drive that made it 17-10. to But on that drive, Greg Braggs went nuts on fields, went up to the line for the sneak. Yeah. And then here, com- here comes Dante Pettis, and oh, you, you loved it. Yeah, on third and short. They run up to the line of scrimmage. They make it look like Justin Fields is about to quarterback sneak. And then they run motion with Pettis right to left, handoff. Everyone's, you know, uh, committing to the Justin Fields sneak. Easy first down. Great play call, Luke Getze. Luke Getze makes my final page. Great scheme on Cole Komet wide open for the touchdown. I don't know what was going on with Cairo Santos. They had the kick out of bounds. That's when Jake Flanagan was screaming about uh, Adam Hogue would hate that. Mm. Hogue will be back tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened with Cairo today. That was disappointing. There was a big Herbert versus Montgomery conversation going on in the office right there at that point. That's when Braggs declared that Herbert's better than Monty. Uh, nobody argued. Sanborn had his first sack. Uh, tackle for loss. S-A-N-B-O-R-B-O-R-N. Jack Sanborn. Uh, Why did you just spell that? I, because I want everybody to know how to spell his name. I keep on seeing it's Sandborn. Everyone's doing that. Sandborn. Head of content, Kevin Kata, uh, reminded me of his spelling. So we're all in this together. I got to be honest. Someone needs to remind you of how to spell Greg Braggs' uh, first name. How many G's in, in Greg in the first name there, Greg? Two G's. G-R-E-G. Yeah. Not G-R-E. That's my joke. I used to tell Greg with two G's. 
And if you do two G's at yeah. the end, that's Greg with three G's. How do you right. know? There's one on the front. How do you I, I Well, lots of times I see someone writing descriptions for shows, and there's a lot of G's. Oh, I'm putting an extra G on the first name yeah. in the show. Too many G's. Yeah. But he's ten. got it in the in his Twitter. Do you no, not? No, yeah, but... No. His last name has two G's. <laughs> I in have it. two G's in my last name too. So I do the double G in the first name yeah. on in there, and it's wrong. Single G, double Damn, G. That's that's a bad Junior. job. I I would, uh, I would suspend me or something. I, I <laughs> uh, that that's unfortunate. That's a love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that one more here. Most rushing yards in a five game span in the Super Bowl era. And that's when the Bears, right from there, imploded, and I stopped being able to write. And spell Greg with two G's, and <laughs> that will do it uh, for another edition Je- of Carm Jeb- Notes. Jeb Prox puts, Braggs was the student that didn't close his notebook before stuffing it in his backpack. Look at that thing. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Jeff Rock. I didn't take notes in high school. I was ditching class in high school and not at school in high school. Definitely never taking notes. This is most notes. I've taken it my whole <laughs> life here at CHGO. I'm Great. proud of these notes. If you could go back and do it again, would you be a better student? Nope, because then I wouldn't <laughs> have ended up right here next to you, Marky Mark. Shout out to living your life the way you want to live it, buddy. I wish I had that level of confidence in how I've gone about my business these however many years. I always had the plan. Yeah. Some didn't believe, but the vision was solid. Turned out all right. Brick by all right. brick, brick, baby. Man. Well, we're ending with a smile on that note. Team, uh, let's hang in there. Better days ahead. Today was fun for three and a half quarters, and then it wasn't. Can I say one thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hit the like button on your way out. Hit the like button on your way out. Yes, today sucked. We, it's not a fun loss. We've had fun losses this year. Today wasn't one of them. But again, they'd either be picking 16th or 6th. The difference between a win or a loss. You may say, oh, the draft doesn't guarantee you anything. You don't know who you... No. The Bears once picked 14th and took Kyle Fuller. You know who was taking the pick right before Kyle Fuller? I do. His name's uh, Aaron Aaron Donald. Donald. Game changer. Franchise changer. The The Cincinnati Bengals, Mark, took Jamar Chase with the fifth pick, and the Miami Dolphins took Jalen Waddle with the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. You know who was taken 17th in that draft? Alex Leatherwood, who is oh, no. now on the Bears <laughs> because he's a bust. So you want the Bears to be good next year? Suck it up. Take these losses on the chin. Enjoy it, because next year we're going to reap the benefits, you know, the players don't have to take it, but we can take it as a win-win, and that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my week. So get up, get to work. Do Rise and shine. <laughs> Bears fans, hey. Quit crying. Quit, it's all part Screw of the Screw the refs. It's all good. No Kevin White this year. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel better. I feel better. I'm good. There Nick, go. final thoughts, anything? Um, yeah, that, that happened. It, it, that happened. <laughs> That's all I got. That happened, you guys. Uh, Bears lose, and um, like we're, we'll just ride the whole draft train. And as what one sixty-five, <laughs> right, Lawrence? Hundred and sixty-five days. One sixty-five. Yep. Don't for, don't even worry about the draft. Rise and shine. Free agency's well before that. 
Don't worry about not going to the playoffs or just being nauseating loss after nauseating loss with this one being the most nauseating by a mile. Up two, t- up two touchdowns. It's you, you, you had to really work to do this one, but they did it. They did it up two touchdowns. Plus, you scored. Somebody should do that math out there. How many times are you up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, score another touchdown, and somehow, someway lose the game, let alone to the Detroit damn-ass Lions? That is impressive to do. That's impossible to do. But the Bears did it today. Bear down. You're the pride and joy joy of Illinois, Illinois, Chicago Chicago Bears. Bears. Bear Bear down. down. See you tomorrow at noon.